0: Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 194. And today we will be talking about polyglots and some multilingual individuals who are also famous athletes. Uh, So we're going to be discussing some athletes from... uh, Uh, soccer or football depending on where you're from Uh, also a couple NBA players uh, and maybe a few others that Jared has for us today as well Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how some of these athletes may have also become polyglots I think some of it some of it's fairly obvious but some of it also is kind of interesting to discuss so we're looking forward to bringing this your way and without further ado my partner in crime my buddy Jared what's going on Jared hello Chad Hello friends.
1: Chat C I C you call it you call it polyglots who also happen to play a sport. I call it polyglot athletes. That's all you need right that's there. It's a lot smoother. That's polyglot true. athletes. Um, that's um, what this episode is called. Um, I just thought of it. That's why uh, I, I cut you off like this. But I didn't cut you off. It's this is my time. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I forgot to open my soundboard, so I need to stall a little bit. Uh-oh. Um, but yeah, Polyglot Athletes. Polyglot Athletes. Mm-hmm. But please, check out some of your favorite Polyglot Athletes, me and Chad. That's right. Spread a little love. On Instagram, follow us, <laughs> Untranslatable Podcast. Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. You can also... Uh, Spread a little love. And give us five-star reviews on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. You know. You know you you're want sitting, to. You don't want to. No one wants to. Clearly, but <laughs> you're sitting at home. You have nothing better to at least do. You, tell you them have how a screen it is, in front Jared. of you at all at all times. Just scroll That's down true. a little bit and
0: do it, or up, or over, or sideways, or diagonal. You know. Um, Speaking of that, that Jared, Jared, you know there. I feel like my screen time has definitely increased a lot since I've been spending a lot of time at home with not a ton to
1: do. We talked about that a few a few weeks ago, and it, may, you, it sounded like you only used your phone to call your grandmother on the weekends or something. <laughs> because it was like, oh, yeah, my screen time's like an hour, an hour and 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it dropped. <laughs> and, and
0: I looked at it yesterday, and it's like it has been up, and it was like five hours and something. I was okay, like, okay. wow, that's a big jump. Yeah, I mean, w- yeah, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And like, because not
1: usually when I'm at work, which I am at work, not right now, by the way, mm-hmm. let's be clear. <laughs> uh, he's multitasking people. <laughs> when I am uh, doing work, I sit at my desk and my phone is there and I look at it a bunch. Of, but there are people I around text me. text Jared
0: nonstop
1: it's while annoying he's working people. Nonstop. Uh, well, I have him on a special list, so I, I, I manage that. <laughs> I'm I, like, all right, it's been three hours, fine, I'll respond to one of them. But like, there are people around, so I'm naturally more aware. Uh, like, people that, like, I'm actually more aware of how much I'm staring at it, mm-hmm. first of all. And then also, um, because there are people around, and I'm the people I work with are right there, there's more actual physical interactions with people. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm either just sitting in, like, like I'm just here all day, right. uh, I find myself doing the same thing. So I'm not, I, I
0: understand your pain. But have you been playing some more piano lately? No. Some more keyboard? No. no. I have been playing... More guitar lately, so that is a plus. Um, Have you yeah, been but, building guitars? Now oh, that's what I want to hear about. Slowly but surely, I uh, got the fingerboard all all ready to go. Now I gotta uh, drill some holes to install a couple things, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Okay. So that's when the fun stuff, the fun <laughs> stuff really goes down. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, but Jared, I did mention to you I had a kind of a fun top of the show talk today. I I came across this uh, from a website called The Language Nerds. Check them out. It's an awesome website, The Language Nerds. And I came across, Jared, the 10 most misspelled, most commonly misspelled English words. Uh, Um, And I wanted to see if you could guess a couple of them and see if you can spell them correctly. Okay. 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 I
1: mean, they're they're not they're everyday words. We're not talking like anti-disestablishmentarianism or anything crazy
0: like that. And onomatopoeia, of course. <laughs> no, these are these are. I would say these are common words. These are words that I would say that a lot of second language learners of English would know uh, as well. Mm. Uh, I would be willing to say hmm. that. So, Jared, what? Give me some words. What do you think might be some of the most commonly misspelled words in the English language? Uh, either conscious or conscience. Believe one of it those or not, two. that's not on the list, but that is a good one. That's okay. probably number eleven or twelve. Because or something, I, but yeah. I, I,
1: I, I don't misspell. Well, that's the problem. I guess. See, I, I even miss. I don't misspell them. I just often get them confused. Like I know how to spell sure. both of them. It's like effect like,
0: and affect.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. those are those are terrible. <laughs> I've I've been doing a lot of like market effect, and I'm like uh, right. And how it I was like how it is there, affected is it the right one, <laughs> the right? The effect yeah. of I was like oh right. my god, am I this is gonna be bad. Um, all right, now let me think. Let me
0: think. Definitely, yes, yes, oh. very good. That one is actually number three. And I have, to, I hate to admit this, Jared, even as an English teacher, but when I was in college, I spelled this wrong. Um, I spelled so this is wrong it, all the time. Is
1: it that they misspell it, or is this another example of mis using the wrong word? Because because when I was younger, I used to use defiantly all the time. I don't do that anymore. I'm an it's adult not, now.
0: Yeah, it's not defiantly. <laughs> it's it's okay. well. We're talking so, about
1: specifically defi- definitely.
0: Definitely. And the issue is a lot of people put an a where the i belongs. So definitely spelled d e f i n i t e l y. That is the correct spelling. Now here's it. Uh-huh. I don't mind that you spelled that at all. But mm-hmm. I do
1: recall you just a second ago saying we're going to see if I can spell them because you have them written in front of you.
0: I'm I'm going to give you some other ones. Don't you? Okay, worry. okay. Don't you okay. worry. So Jared, this is below don't, me. Don't is work. what you're saying? And actually, oh no. yeah, you knew this one. Oh, wow. You knew this one. Okay, I feel like didn't you? Yeah. Did you know this one? I did. I did. I but I just did. love how
1: yeah. now I feel buttered <laughs> up after. First I was offended. Okay. I was like, come on. And now I'm like, oh wow.
0: Okay. All right, here we go, Jared. I I'm not sure <laughs> if this one will be uh, above you um, or below you. We're going to find out. Oh, that's another good one, but no. Okay. Uh, okay, number two on our list of the ten most commonly misspelled words is the word pharaoh. How do you spell pharaoh, Jared? Pharaoh. A pharaoh is like an Egyptian king, okay, okay. for those of you who don't know. Okay, because there's also the food. What's the food? It's like a grain, a
1: small grain. It's a little, like, a little bigger. It looks like brown rice, but a little bigger, okay. essentially. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, pharaoh as in the uh, a king. Egyptian P-H. king. Uh-huh. <sighs> A uh-huh. O. Oh wait, Fe- P- excuse me, Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Excuse me, P H A R. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Pharaoh, P H A R. Uh huh. O H. P H A R A O H. Okay. See, that's where I got confused because I, yeah, I felt like there was like an O, o like A somewhere, and I did it. Yeah. too. yeah. But was... see,
0: and that's and that's where Wait, most people spell make the again. mistake. <laughs> spell it. P H A R A O H. A O H. Pharaoh. A-O-H. Feral. A-O-H. Feral. Okay. Most people flip the O and the A. They spell yeah. it. pharaoh P H A R O A H. Yeah. Pharaoh. Okay. Okay. The number one misspelled word, though, Jared. Any mm-hmm. ideas what it might be? No, I have no idea. Publicly. Really? Yeah. How do you spell it? Publicly.
1: P-U-B-L-I-C-L-Y.
0: Oh, very good. Very good, Jared. Very good. Yeah, most people, how do you think most people spell it, Jared? Publicly. Yeah, so Uh P-U-B-L-I-C-A-L-L-Y.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes yep. sense.
0: See, I had to. The, I, de-
1: uh-huh. I, I definitely had a moment in my head where where I thought about both of those yep. and I'm like, well, I
0: don't say public you, you, like you I don't say it like that. You went with your gut though, right, <laughs> Jared? <laughs> Am I, I right? I, you went with yeah. your gut? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go with your gut, man. Any test you take. I was like, I don't gotta go with your I gut. don't yeah. say
1: public Ali <laughs> when right.
0: I say it. <laughs> An- another one that's really commonly misspelled is is
1: government. Oh, that makes sense. That's an easy one for mm-hmm. for uh, g o v e r n m e n t. Yeah, govern- Most people lip, meant. leave
0: the n out. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Separate. I misspell this well, one all the time. To be fair,
1: mm-hmm. you did. Uh, you were fair, and you and you really enunciated. Most people say sep- separate. You know. Yep. Separate. Or yeah. you did you so s e p se s e p e r a t e no. S-E-P-A-R S-E-P-A-R-A-T-E. Oh Separate. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yep. Some of these are tough. Occurred. How do you spell occurred? Occurred. Okay. <laughs> 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 I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same uh, thing.
1: O-C-C-U-R. O-o- occurred. Oh, oh, oh. O-C-C-U-R-R-E-D.
0: There we go. Good oh. work. Ah.
1: I was nervous. Bro. Good work. <laughs> uh,
0: the other ones are until. It's spelled with one L. A lot of people spell it with two. Have
1: you ever noticed mm-hmm. how often? Okay, uh, with until. How often mm-hmm. do you notice a student, whether they're um, um whether they're native English speaker or not, mm-hmm. right, in in like of some sort of paper that they uh, write till.
0: Um. Does that ever, think, do you ever see that? I think it depends. I think if you have students that have more of a, like a British English, uh, you will see more of that. Um, mm. I had a, a colleague in grad school, actually, she wrote Till once, once in a while, at least the couple of things I read of hers. Um, Did you mark it? But it's hard to say. Like, what is this? Well, th- this was WTF like a peer, question. question. A peer paper. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is is Till a word?
1: It's like you know but it's people like people in
0: normal talk will say till when they right. want to say until. Right. True. I wonder if it's considered a word. I'm not sure. Any uh, anyways, I don't Jared. today
1: I learned, you know, I recently right. learned.
0: I always see t- till on um
1: uh-huh. on like a social media. I just recently learned mm-hmm. that that means today. Till t- hey T-I-L, uh-huh. I learned that T-I-L means today I learned. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was like when I didn't know what uh, that feeling when means. Oh, yeah. And then it was like yeah. that feeling when hey, you know young. about that feeling when. Right. We're hip, oh, we cool. Great. That's right. That's right, Jared. Uh, Speaking of hip and cool, I think it's time that we uh, give a little shout out. What do you think, That was Jared? another classic smooth and relatable. Spread a little love segue. Oh, very, very smooth. Relatable and smooth. <laughs> All right, Jared, my shout-out today goes out to a woman who I personally think uh, deserves a lot of praise. Uh, she's been getting a lot of flack from all sorts of people, including the uh, President of the United States. My mm-hmm. shout-out today goes out to our very own governor, uh, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who has announced free college for frontline coronavirus workers have you heard about this jared no i have not heard about that so today michigan uh today uh at this time this would have been april 30th uh may 1st uh today michigan governor gretchen whitmer announced futures for frontliners As a part of a series of initiatives to help Michigan families during and after the coronavirus pandemic, this new program would provide tuition-free higher education for those considered essential workers during the coronavirus lockdowns. Interesting. Uh, Calling it a GI Bill program for essential workers, uh, which is how my dad paid for school. Fun fact, people. Uh, Governor Whitner. Oh, yeah, he uh, was in the military, wasn't
1: he? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, Vietnam
0: War. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, he was actually he was fortunate. He was stationed in Germany. But anyways. well, fortunate uh, because he was unfortunate. though, was, isn't it? Uh isn't it, it? Isn't it? If you like lose someone into the war, you, well, yeah. well, yeah. My my uncle was on the front lines in Vietnam, uh, and they yeah. couldn't at the time. Sorry, they I didn't legally mean to say anyway, that. Anyways, anyways, uh, t- GI a GI Bill program <laughs> for essential workers. Governor Whitmer says that this new program will provide a tuition free pathway to college or a technical certificate to essential workers as well. Um, so this hasn't been passed yet. Uh, hopefully it will be passed uh, in the state of Michigan. Um, uh, she did say that this would partially be funded by the federal funds from the CARES Act, which has been like the Coronavirus Relief uh, Act as well. Um, but I think this is great. Uh, this is one of the first programs of its kind. Uh, and I think it's really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's you it's the least we can do. That's for sure, the absolute least we can do. So, yeah. we thank you, uh, Governor Whitmer, uh, for all you've been doing, especially with these crazy protesters in Lansing. Yeah. Uh some of you have been seeing the news. Uh, thumbs down to all you protesting people out there. It, um, but it is. Yeah. It's a bummer
1: to, as someone once again that, uh, according to my screen time, spends a lot of time mm-hmm. on Twitter. It's um unfortunate to see. Like, I see Michigan trending on Twitter. And I was like, oh, Michigan. It's like, oh, And then new. it's like, yep, yep. <laughs> I preferred when they just didn't talk about us. Right. For, <laughs> yeah, for those of you who
0: don't know, because since we do have some listeners all over the That's place. That's true, yeah. Um, uh, to give all of you some context of what Jared and I are talking about, uh, Michigan has been on lockdown, I think official government lockdown, since April, uh, or no, March, right? End of March? Since the, yeah, right? April 1st, I think. Okay. um. It was April Fool's Day. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just kidding. You guys can go outside. Just kidding. Yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> Give everybody the Rona. Who who cares? Anyways, um, so uh, we've been on lockdown for a while. Uh, uh-huh. There are a lot of people who are very unhappy about it right now. A lot of uh, a lot of white people uh, are very unhappy about it. So what do they do? They decide to storm the Capitol with their uh, with their guns, their rifles, their machine guns, or whatever. Uh, and uh, stormed the Capitol while they were voting to, I believe, extend the uh, lockdown orders. Um, and the funny thing is, though, Jared, about this that that at least really resonated with me is that a lot of these people are who are arguing to reopen the state, these aren't people who are workers themselves. These are people who want these services, right? You know, you see people... Mm. I saw a sign. Somebody said something about, like, when going back their, to their hairdresser or something. Yeah. It's like, are you really concerned about getting your hair cut right now? Out of all yeah. the all the things to worry about, really, that's your concern. It's so like you shouldn't even be seeing people, right? Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should be seeing if you if and if you can't if you can't handle your spouse seeing what you really look like, then we you know now's the time to have that conversation. Right. And I think that's growth. That's relationship
0: yeah. growth. That's true. It's kind of like the the meme I saw though the other day. Uh, that was, was a picture of uh, divorce lawyers. It was a picture from. I believe either Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, where there's like a really, like, I forget the actor's name, but a really, really fat black dude and maybe Saul Goodman or I forget who. And they're oh, laying, laying on Bill Burr. S- and Bill Burr, thank you. You yeah. know what picture I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And they're laying on just stacks of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like barbers and divorce lawyers after the, <laughs> after the lockdowns lifted. Yeah. Yeah. Except um, for now, they're,
1: they're looking at an empty pallet. Like, that's that. true. Um, that's true. But they're, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous because some places have reopened. I think Georgia's reopened mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, it's, it's just ridiculous seeing the pictures of like the workers in like full as much sort of right. makeshift coverage as they can do. Right. Uh, I saw someone with a face mask on, obviously, like someone that was doing someone's nails and mm-hmm. she also had a poncho on, which I thought was an interesting move. And I thought, I guess that's actually not right. a bad move.
0: Yeah. I think they're, Yeah. Not not a terrible move. And it's by Georgia, any means.
1: you know. It could rain at any moment. They're kind of in that also you true, know, very also tropical true. area.
0: <laughs> Good point, Jared. Good point. All right, Jared. Well, I think you know what time it is. Yes. Ooh, that's right. The owl the owl
1: coos for our uh, untranslatables. Ooh, What's you the, how do you explain what the noise an owl makes? It 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 hoots. Coo is not what it, it hoots. hoots? Of course, it hoots. Yeah. Give a hoot! Yeah, don't pollute. Hoots. Give a hoot! Listen
0: to our untranslatable. That's right. That's right. Uh, hoot. All right. It's well, not a coup. That's a disgusting this, this, the, word. No. I'm sorry, I use uh, that. All right. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start our hoots off today, Jared, with a Swedish one for you, and it is rund under uh, furterna. Round and it means uh, yes. Under round under fish. Round under his or her feet.
1: Oh, okay. You were pretty close though, not bad. Uh, round under his or her, round under their feet. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, is it That's like right. naive? Nope. Uh, I would say Jared that some people who have been enjoying their um, some people who have been enjoying their beverages during their. Uh, Oh, uh, you start to get a little unstable. <laughs> because you've unstable, uh, had a little to drink. That's what I'm saying. Drunk. Yeah, 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 you've had a little
1: yep. bit to drink. I see mm-hmm. that. Ah, mm-hmm. A little round under your feet there, huh? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It is a good one, isn't it? <laughs> yes. My um oh um yeah. that's what I'm say. excuse <laughs> me. My first one is Taiwanese and it's Fa Chu Ching. Uh, to shoot the pistol. Shoot the pistol. Um, boom, boom, shoot the pistol. you give me a clue? Um, I'm assuming that wasn't the clue. <laughs> it's the quarantine, you know, home alone. Mm-hmm. Can't really interact with anyone. Gotta shoot the pistol. Do, <laughs> do, do stuff <step laughs> to pass the time? You're definitely passing the time all right because you're shooting the pistol. To shoot the breed? To talk to somebody? I don't know. What, no, you what can't talk that? to anyone. You're home alone. You need some, uh, you know... You Are you really some... going to
0: make me, is it, is it really, is it dirty? Is it what I think it is? Pew, pew. Some
1: might think of it as dirty. I think of it is totally natural. Pew, pew, shoot the pistol.
0: Is it really, is pew. it to beat your
1: meat? It is to masturbate, yeah. Shoot oh, the pistol.
0: Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> ching. Right. I kind of, I kind of thought that's where it was, but I didn't really want to be that guy and immediately go there. All right, I would have loved I, it. If I, I sh-
1: it would have been so much better if I was doing all that. And it's like, no, it means to read emails, you right, pervert, right? Right? <laughs> you nasty, nasty man. Uh, Shoot the right, pistols is so funny to me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> is. It over there, you know. I mean, we could do a whole episode about all the ridiculous. Oh, yes, that would be a fun one. Actually, we that might was, need to do that, Jared. Um, that would uh, be. That would be a hilarious one. There's tons of different <laughs> dirty innuendos and different things. I'm sure there's some funny ones in different languages, too. Oh, for too. sure. But anyways, Jared, uh, my next untranslatable for you is also Swedish. That episode it, will be
1: called Sh- Shoot the Pistol, by the way.
0: There we go. All right. Episode 195, Shoot the Pistol. Get ready, people. Um, all right. Here we go. Uh, this one's Swedish for you, Jared, and it is Skog Stokig, and it means forest crazy.
1: Forest crazy. Is it like
0: you're out of your mind? Yep. Yeah, okay. we would say batshit insane. Okay, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. we just batshit crazy, one or the other. Maybe so, the Brits would say bloody mad.
1: <laughs> what have you gone mad? <laughs> 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 um, speaking of which, my next one is British English, by the way. And it's... Uh, Brilliant. Ha- Harry... Do, I, do, I wonder if you heard this, because I've never heard of this. I mean, I have now. Harry at the Hill. Oh, Harry at the
0: Hill. Harry at the Hill. Is he like a... Is that like it's like slang for like a kid, right? An ankle no, biter? No, no,
1: no, 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 no. No, no. So
0: it's like uh,
1: I don't know about this one. He's a little uh, hairy at the hill, uh, Harry at the heel, suspicious, questionable. Uh, sure, yeah, I'll give you untrustworthy. that. Untrustworthy, yeah. untrustworthy, up to the point of dangerous. This guy's a little Ooh, hairy at the heel, you know. All right, be careful. Well, Jared,
0: you, you know what else is a little dangerous is uh, is the Dutch language, Jared? Um, actually, not really, um, but definitely. <laughs> Uh, wow. Sounds sounds difficult to pronounce. Sometimes I'm going to probably butcher it here, but here we go. My next one for you is Dutch, uh, and it is hit zit wel and it means it sits like a mustache. What is it?
1: You know, That's, it
0: sits like a mustache. You tell me. It's Jared. like it's
1: just right. Fits just right.
0: I would say mm, I would say not quite. Let me Fits let me Fits It's like try a to,
1: mustache.
0: You know, you know. Both of us are very different as travelers, Jared. And, uh, oh, I see. Very different as travelers. And, uh, if we're traveling together, I think you could say very often to me, uh, it sits like a mustache.
1: It sits like a mustache.
0: Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's all it's all it sits like a mustache. It's gonna happen. They're apparently Italian because you got me onto the Italian thing. That's right. It sits like a mustache. Okay, just sit down,
0: have a, what is it, Cinnabon, (laughs) and relax. Alrighty, well, people, we are talking about some polyglot athletes today. Uh, And for those of you who don't know, a polyglot is an individual who generally speaks, I would say, more than three or four languages. It's kind of funny, Jared. We've talked about... um, We've talked about, you know, what is a polyglot a little bit on the podcast, and it seems like at least the articles I've been reading about these different athletes, it seems like the agreed number of languages spoken to be considered a polyglot would be four. Mm. Uh, I find that interesting. I think that could be definitely discussed and debated till the cows come home, Um, but I think there's a reason for it, Jared. I have kind of a crazy theory here, and my crazy theory is this, that, um, so we have... uh, Theory for what? Why, why uh, four languages is kind of where we say people are a polyglot. Oh, Because, okay. so we have monolingual, which is a person who speaks how many languages, Jared? Fourteen. No, one. One <laughs> monolingual. We have bilingual. We have trilingual. After that, then it's quadrilingual, quintilingual septilingual yeah, on. No one wants to do. No one wants math. to say that. So after trilingual, or whatever it is, <laughs> right? Like bi- bilingual and trilingual sound nice, right? But quadrilingual mm-hmm. just sounds weird. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird word. So polyglot, <laughs> right, right? Octolingual. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, crazy talk. But there's a lot of different athletes out there, and some very famous athletes, some who have been bilingual, trilingual, or uh, polyglots as well. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, I think it's important to mention some American athletes, though, Jared, who no. are Uh-oh. multilingual or, or like bilingual or trilingual, just because I do think it still is quite an accomplishment to even be able to speak <laughs> one foreign language. You know,
1: it's so um, funny that you uh-huh. say that, Chad. It is so funny that you say that, because... Not only is it funny that you say that, because it seems so condescending the way you said that. <laughs>
0: did it really? I didn't mean for it you're to come like, out you're like, condescending. It's,
1: it's, it's still a good to be able to speak two languages. That's nice too. No, we'll right. talk about you, and it's so. And I'm glad you did mention that because mm-hmm. I wanted to mention that there is a double standard. It's impressive to hear that an American athlete speaks um, That's true. another good language. Point. But it's almost kind of it's. Excuse me. It's a, it's impressive to hear that another American, ath- like an American athlete, speaks uh, another language. Period. Right. It's almost sort of expected
0: that any sort of international athlete is going to speak at least two. Yes, and I I'm really happy you said that, Jared, because when I was reading lists of players, you know, footballers, yes, yeah, every all players, of them. Because they well,
1: all get interviewed by everyone. Well, and that's
0: the funny thing is, is I was reading, you know, Aryan Robin, who was a, a winger and attacker for a, one of my favorite uh, football clubs or soccer clubs, uh, Bayern Munich. He also played uh, in uh, Real Madrid in Spain, and uh, did he play for Ajax in Amsterdam? I think he did. Uh, but anyways, uh, people were noting that you know, well, he's technically a polyglot because he speaks English, Dutch, German. Uh, and mm-hmm. some Spanish from his time at Real Madrid. But if you think about it, as a Dutch speaker, you so Dutch is your native language, right? Which is very similar to English and also very similar to German. You learn English and German in school and in the Netherlands at least from what I've been told they don't watch movies that are dubbed they watch movies in the native in English if it's like a mm-hmm. Hollywood movie uh, so it was funny though I was reading like message boards and forums and stuff and a lot of people who were Dutch were saying well Aryan Robin doesn't really count because in the Netherlands a lot of people speak Dutch, English, and German. Sure. So, if, uh, so yeah. if you're trying to like show how, oh, look how every
1: athlete has to speak this mm-hmm. many languages. It's like, well, every, uh, just not every, but a, a large majority of Dutch people speak English uh, very, very well. Right. So he's kind of an outlier in this. That's where he'd probably be speaking right. English that well, even if he wasn't a professional athlete, you know, international athlete. Right.
0: But Jerry, um, before we get too into all these other athletes, I think it's important to mention why these athletes might be polyglots, you know? They're, sure. They're busy people, you know, they're professional athletes, they're, they're training all the time, they're working out, they have, you know, they're watching film, they're doing all sorts of stuff. Where the heck do they find time to learn languages, you know? Well, let me start by saying mm-hmm. this. I grew up in Germany as a
1: as a, I didn't grow up in Germany. I spent, I lived in Germany for a few years and um, I played soccer when I was uh, there and some of my best German learning definitely happened on the soccer field. On the
0: football pitch.
1: Yeah, you had to learn how to be uh, – because one, you get I – th- I think especially kids, like we were kids, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. Um, when you're in a, in a time – like a, a moment like that, spe- people that speak German, I think they kind of naturally go to it because uh, like people we're playing against are often German. I think it's mm-hmm. like natural for them. So you hear it a sure. lot. When well, you play, and-, and you just
0: play with neighborhood kids and stuff. Right. Well, and you're in the country where they that's sure. the native language i think oh, yeah, that's that too, a, yeah. a, a big a big difference <laughs> but i went too. to international school but yeah that that, that too. but still but yeah. still uh yeah it's it's interesting jared i i don't mean to put you on the spot but are there any words you remember specifically from that time that are like soccer related i Auf remember Deutsch.
1: well i remember uh hearing pass all the time because i uh-huh. was a ball hog and uh-huh. not realizing that that uh I like, could see that like, and and not even realizing, that, oh, that is the German word for it. Right, like right. <laughs> there are some um, words that are cognizant. Uh, Schuss, Schuss. 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 excuse me. Schuss, yeah. Yep, Schuss. Schuss was one I always... Don't uh, <laughs> mix that one up with scheiß. I didn't say scheiß. <laughs> <laughs> I, <know, laughs> well, I know you did That's learn definitely so. one I learned on the soccer field too, by the way. <laughs> that's I, No true. joke. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Schuss was one I definitely learned. I mean, Schuss, Schuss, Schuss in, in German. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Offside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, did off, you ever hear that? Pass off I heard all, all the time. Like, watch out. Yep. Um, ob, w- say that again. Offsides. Is that offsides? Offsides. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But that one's not mm-hmm. really like uh, translatable to daily life that often. True. Very true. But uh, yeah, definitely a lot of. Uh, I did hear that um, once again because I was a ball hog, so I just waited right. at the front for the
0: ball. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I think I think there's something kind of innate, Jared, about sports and communication. Like Mm -hmm. you said, some phrases, I mean, you just hear all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, So you pick those up. Um, That's why I'm a firm believer if you ever want to learn a foreign language and you enjoy playing sports, it's a great way to learn a foreign language and get to know people. Um, Obviously, Mm -hmm. right now is not the ideal time, but hopefully as things (laughs) clear up and people uh, can start doing that. Um, But, yeah, so why are some of these athletes polyglots? You know, and I think think one of the main reasons as uh, as athletes, especially, you know, some of these top – quality stars they have the opportunity to do a lot of traveling uh, and they may be living in one place for a few years then another country for a few more years especially i'm thinking of like uh, uh, soccer players because Mm -hmm. it seems like you know there's a lot of uh, fluidity there with uh, players going from one country to another if you look at zlatan ibrahimovic for example you know he's been all over europe the only country i think he really hasn't played in in europe uh, he hasn't played in the Bundesliga in Germany. I was about to ask that. Yep, yeah. and he hasn't played in Portugal. I don't believe so. But he started mm. in the Netherlands mm. at Ajax. Well, no, that's not true. He started in Sweden, um, But I believe he is born to, I believe Bos his father's Bosnian. I believe Listen, yeah, this is too much. Yeah, this is, I, is I'm where I'm going to take your word yeah. for it. I'm take um, your word well, for because it. Ibrahimovic is definitely not a like a stereotypical Swedish last name. Um, By the way, I can't believe
1: mm-hmm. he. I, well, I can. The even saying that I can't believe is ridiculous. We're talking about Ibrahimovic, mm-hmm. but I, he went back to the European League. He did. <laughs> that's, I, it, it quite a that, that's quite an a Ebra move.
0: That's quite a move. Now he's right playing there. for AC Milan, right? Right. Yeah, and that was I that think one of the. That was one of the first clubs I think he <laughs> played for too uh, after after Ajax. Uh, but he everyone played for
1: calls the uh, the Europeans going to the uh, the the, Amer- the Americans great- like the, the, the retirement run. Yeah, exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, but so he's played in you know a bunch of different countries, and he speaks. He's one of the first polyglots I wanted to talk about today, Jared, because he speaks a lot of different languages, and I think he's pretty proficient in in quite a few of them. Uh, now, depending on who you ask, he speaks about five to six, maybe seven languages uh mm. depending on who you ask and, and what you consider speaking in or fluent
1: and what you need you right. know it also depends right. on what you're asking for but you I, know I it's think, like what are we I talking think about Latin is here? a
0: clever enough guy where he uh he can interview in a lot of different languages and still mm-hmm. he has that similar sense of humor and wit that i think we all know and well, love i've about only Zlatan. seen i've only seen him
1: obviously in english uh-huh. and i imagine he's just as funny in swedish um, have you seen him interview in other languages? I've never seen that before. I've,
0: I watched a few today, him in, uh, doing some interviews in Spanish and Italian, and they were pretty good. Uh, now, I'm not fluent in either of those languages, but as a language mm-hmm. teacher and as a musician, I think I have a pretty good ear. Um, and it seems like his accent's not too bad. Um, yeah. Uh, the funny thing, though, that I saw, Jared, that was making me crack up was somebody said... When Zlatan makes a mistake in a language, uh, that mistake gets added to the grammar books. Like, meaning it's correct grammar. <laughs> he's, which he's I turning was into, They're turning
1: into, like, Chuck Norris jokes. Right. <laughs>
0: Basically, I mean, Zlatan jokes are the football world, soccer world of Chuck Norris jokes, And he somehow sure.
1: managed to, like, he, like, put it on himself. Like, Chuck Norris oh, has kind of just sure. happened. Right. But he, Zlatan really brought it upon himself. He's like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I am. I am uh, the greatest of all time in everything. Right. Um... um So, oh, hold on. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I just had a brain fart for a second. Um, Oh, yeah. What I, uh, the thing about these, it always has kind of baffled my mind, though, because like these soccer players, I've always wondered, it's like, well, how do these people communicate? Because first of all, I've heard heard Messi speak English. I've Mm -hmm. heard uh, Cristiano Ronaldo speak English. I've heard, um, uh, well, who are some other good examples? Those are two that just come to my mind because they're the most famous soccer players in the world. They're terrible at it. But, like, actually, Ronaldo's English is pretty good. I don't, I, 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 last time I heard it wasn't, didn't seem that great to me. Maybe it is pretty good. I haven't heard it in a while, to be honest with you. But, like, the thing is, they don't have to be good at those languages. Like, those are, like, the least important languages, probably. I mean, they both obviously, I mean, well, um, and it's just, I always wonder, it's like, how are these people communicating in, in these locker rooms? There are people from every, every you know, every, right. so many languages in Africa, in, right. in South America, in Europe, in uh, the United States. I
0: never understand right. how these locker rooms work. Well, see, Jared, and that's the cool thing is that I've read that a lot of, especially uh, different coaches and players uh, who do speak a couple of the different languages, they tend to be kind of the mitigator um and i actually oh uh, so so
1: so so there are there are definitely situations where players just can't have a conversation like that happens i think in in the beginning yeah i I think so uh yeah i think
0: i think that's very likely Uh, i'm
1: dutch you're i will dutch is a bad example i don't know yeah
0: i could see that yeah and so that's why it's useful to have either a polyglot or somebody on the team that uh you know speaks the same language um yeah, I, hear, I, I did hear, I have heard that, um, especially on, like, these,
1: uh, you're, we talk about soccer a lot, because that's what we mm-hmm. know, The probably the best. Although, right. I do want to talk about Formula One, too, because I do Ooh, have... interesting, good. But, um, like, in soccer, like... Um I have heard that the coaches a lot of these big time coaches you know the coaches that we see pop around mm-hmm. or that are like these staples at these big clubs like they they can get by in 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 most languages that would ever sort of cross their roster right and 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 but the thing is also i i I wonder how specific this is like I wonder how specific mm-hmm. your is, is it just very soccer and business sort of related like is it money related and soccer related or money related and cricket related whatever rugby whatever the sport is right. like is it very money and sport related or is it like how do you r- rile a team in a locker room um when it's like uh, I, I don't know i, I don't I, I just sometimes i wonder that but I, but um they make it happen obviously and, and i think oh, that for sure and i think that sport sports I think is like is the universal language that everyone can sort of get behind. So I want to talk. Can I talk about Formula One real quick? I don't Absolute. even want to say real quick. It might be a, a- while. Ab- absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, before Before you get to that, Jared. Yeah, I think uh, just my last thoughts about football is uh, yeah, definitely. Do you have any other soccer mm-hmm. players
1: you want to talk about? Let's keep talking about soccer. I'm sorry. You're going to hear about other soccer players because you mentioned when we were when you brought it up before mm-hmm. uh, Lukaku Roma. Yep. Lukaku.
0: Yep, because he uh, he plays for the Belgian national team. Uh, I'm pretty sure his parents are. uh, I believe his native tongue is uh, Congolese. I could be wrong. Uh, uh, If you could double check for me, Jared, that'd be great. Um, But I think he speaks like four. I said Roma. It's Romelu. Uh Romelu. I think he speaks like four or five different languages. I know he speaks French, uh, English, um, and I believe one or two different like Congolese, uh, an African language as well, Um, and and the reason why I brought him up is he's interesting because he, this is another one of those cases kind of also like, uh, Paul Pogba, uh, who's a, a French national team player where you have parents who are immigrants uh, mm-hmm. or refugees from Africa. They come to a European country like Belgium or France. They grow up at home speaking, you know, a language, uh, like uh, Congolese or something like that. And then in schools, they learn French and English and other languages. Um, And it's really cool. There's quite a few different uh, footballers out there that, you know, have African roots that do that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, that's a pretty common thing. Mm -hmm. Let's get back to Lukaku real quick. Apparently he can speak now up to eight languages. Now let's see if I can find where these languages are. Okay, English, Portuguese, Mm -hmm. Spanish a little German, Congolese, um, I'm sure there's more than one Congolese language. Probably. They don't really make it clear. This is not a very reputable site anyway. But yeah, Right, but uh, I uh, and and then the thing is though, once you start getting the couple going, you start mm-hmm. realizing how similar they are. Right. you start hearing the similarities because right. you're. It's like, oh, I played with a bunch of uh, you know, I I started in a, a Portuguese league and I right. didn't know anything about Portuguese, but I played there for five years, so I was able to get by. But I then would, I went to a Spanish, mm-hmm. you know, when I, then I was started playing around right. a bunch of Spanish people. Then I was like, oh, I kind of recognize it a little bit. Like I'm not r- right. understanding it, but I recognize words. And it's like, and they're yelling the same things at me when it's time for me to pass or shoot
0: or something. Right. And I'll say this too, Jared, with my experience of living abroad and and trying to learn a language like kind of quickly when you're in the country, I would only imagine that after two or three seasons, I would be willing to bet if your coaches, if you're a lot of the other players, if you're speaking the language, you're learning a lot and using it a lot, I would be willing to guess, depending on how much work you're willing to put in, two to three seasons, in, in a country, I'm pretty confident you could become pretty proficient in a foreign language. There's one more footballer, uh, soccer player, I want to talk about, uh, which is um, Mkhitaryan, who speaks a ton of different languages. Who's that? Um, let me look. Hold up. I had all my stuff on my other laptop. We had some technic- right. technical difficulties, folks. Uh, hold See, up. I, I want to
1: pull it up, but I have no idea how to spell that name. <laughs> I don't even know where uh, to begin. I know I spelled it wrong. It's uh, M. Oh, yeah, the soccer player uh-huh. from um, uh, that used to play for Dortmund. You know what the thing yep. is? I've just never heard his name pronounced correctly because it's usually like me or Brad saying
0: it right. when we play FIFA. I'm sure I pronounced <laughs> it incorrectly as well. Um, but he speaks a ton of different languages. Um, he speaks a ton of different languages. Armenian, I believe. That's uh, where he was born. Right. German um he played for Dortmund yep uh, English I'd
1: imagine is probably thrown in there that's a a given at this point
0: Russian as well let's see here Uh, a a lot of these are because a lot of them are similar as well um you know so if you can speak Bosnian you can usually speak or understand Croatian um stuff like that Uh, ah so Jared this is another one I wanted to mention as well this is an something that relates to what you talked about earlier was kind of the rock locker room. And how does this actually function? So mm-hmm. uh, if you look at the case of uh, Paris Saint-Germain or uh, Paris Saint-Germain, <laughs> as the Americans say, uh, yes. Evra, who is the captain, he speaks English, French, Italian, Spanish, and Portuguese all fluently. PSG were interested in him uh, as the captain so he could unite their multilingual
1: See? dressing room. Which makes See, those sense. are things I think mm-hmm. a lot. At least I don't think about when you think captain. You right. know, when when I hear captain, it's like yeah, they got to be a good leader. Right. But you're also looking at like I don't mm-hmm. know. You, I don't think about those things where it's like no, it's not. Yeah, obviously they're usually a pretty they're one of the be- better players of the team. But right. it's like yeah, but right. we also need someone that can be a leader, but can lead and talk to everyone. Like can lead everyone right. Right. kind of equally.
0: And it's and although I think Sorry, with I sports a over. lot of you can do a lot of communication that is like via body language and stuff. I do yeah, think it is incredibly useful to have somebody who you know if you think about ever you can speak four or five different languages. I would assume he can talk to basically everybody on the team, and those, with those are kind of the languages. essentials, right? Like, so, the, in, in, especially in the soccer
1: league, mm-hmm. Spanish, Portuguese, French. You know, I'm sure English, he could probably get some Italian yeah. in there too, right? Like, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the; those are kind of the essentials.
0: I'll say this though, Jared, I think uh, Mkhitaryan has it covered. So he, he, I don't think he's is he still a midfielder for Dortmund? I don't remember. No, I don't think um, so. I just pulled him up. I, I think he might uh, play for Arsenal now. Anyways, uh, he's fluent he plays in for Armenian. Rome now. Oh, thank you. Armenian, Russian, English, German, French, and Portuguese. I would assume with all those languages, Armenian, Russian, English, German, French, Portuguese, other than maybe having uh, Spanish or Italian, he he can probably communicate with a large majority of um, you know all the players on the bench. And being able to speak French and Portuguese, I would assume he can understand Italian and Spanish as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyways that that was where i had for footballers it's interesting that you say that because when um so i i got into formula one like a like Mm -hmm. a year or so ago well like but anyway i got into it by the show and when i was watching it like formula one obviously is an international sport Mm -hmm. but when i was watching it i was like not only do these people speak english but they speak like perfect English, yeah. uh-huh. and so the the uh the top sort of the top the, the racers. Uh, Let's like, there's French people, mm-hmm. there's an Italian, there's a, there's a Finnish, and uh there's obviously British, mm-hmm. there's Spanish, there's German. um, Deutsch, yeah German, yeah, there's uh Dutch mm-hmm. Verstappen, there's um. I mean that's probably that's pro- so they're, essentially they're coming from all over the right. place. And the thing is I'm like not only do these people speak perfect English but it it seems like it's a requirement because like these you know especially Formula 1 like mm-hmm. this is this is a giant operation happening right. here filled with engineers filled with uh like it's a business like it's a giant yeah. business. Oh big very big business. And it's business. like we need no to kidding. get the best engineers no matter yep. where they're from. Right. And and so it's interesting when uh well, like not only when uh you you hear them interview and it's like oh all mm-hmm. these people speak English you know perfectly fine or whatever right but also when um they're actually driving like you you hear the in like when right. they're racing you hear the in right. and they're all speaking English you're like oh my brakes are fried or like oh my and they swear right. a lot all of them swear a
0: lot no they're like kidding. oh my fucking brakes why. are fried right.
1: oh my this guy fucking hit me it's like oh shit right. <laughs> they swear <laughs> <Right>. a lot
0: <laughs> I mean some people say those are the first <laughs> words you learn in a foreign language Jared that might be some anecdotal evidence right there. But um, but it is but it, it, it even
1: past the swearing it blows my mind to hear like just how like in a moment where mm-hmm. you're uh you know it, you know obviously your adrenaline and your focus is at at its you know maximum where these people right. are s- then still communicating perfectly with all the people back in their little paddock right. in uh, in English and it was like. Not, like yeah, these people have to be able to quote unquote speak English when they get interviewed randomly mm-hmm. by someone from a random uh, publication or something. But it's like no, you have to be proficient enough to like be able to explain exactly what's happening, right? Uh, while you're also you know at, you know, at some like, very specific in soccer, vocabulary too. Even in soccer, like when you're in that moment of like the peak sort of adrenaline, mm-hmm. the only words you really need to know or hear are like past very basic and mm-hmm. watch out. Like, right. that's kind of it. You don't, you don't yeah. have to explain sort of complicated things that are happening. Right. Um, and so I, I, it, I, it, it, it made me wonder, it's like, so are, are the best in the world as far as Formula One go at least? Because in, in sports, it's a lot easier to – excuse me, sports. In soccer, football – soccer it's a lot easier to I, I, I want to say football because that's what I'm supposed to say, but it feels weird as an American, right. American to say it right um, It, it makes it more to sense Jared to me. Off. It makes way more sense to me that someone could get into the sport knowing no English or just knowing their only language and sort of pick it up right. as they go and not mm-hmm. really see that as a requirement. Obviously they don't want them to be just like totally clueless, but like mm-hmm. you know it's not a requirement to be proficient, he's like right but. And then i but then I thought about Formula One, where it's like, well, no, you have to be proficient in English because yeah. you have to talk to all these people from all o- from all over. Your boss is
0: British or German. Right. You- I, I bet you, I bet you, it didn't used to be that way though. I think as as Formula One's gotten bigger and more international, mm. it's become more of a need. But I guarantee you, twenty, thirty years ago. Uh, I That's bet you you probably had more. I could be wrong. I don't well, know. You know what's interesting? Was, because, I mean, so the, I it's very wrong.
1: It, well, it's interesting because I, I think you have a point because I, I I definitely noticed it with some of the younger people even more. Like, right. like the young, younger one. So Makes like LeClaire, who's French, she's like 21. Mm-hmm. Verstappen. He's Dutch. I mean, Dutch. That's once again a weird example of when with English. But he's 22 or whatever. Right. And it's and there's like Gasly, who's like 24. And it's like he's French. And it's like weird hearing these people like, um. But yeah, they're young. And also, um, I've noticed I didn't even really think about until this whole pandemic thing happened. Mm -hmm. That is that um, uh all these people are like a they're, they're kids so they all play video games and stuff like right. they're all and they
0: do a lot online yeah that's yeah. true there's a, and, yeah, and, and a
1: lot of stuff online is in english speaking of which speaking mm-hmm. of uh multi uh, very colorful language languages mm-hmm. did you hear about the uh, issue with nascar that happened recently no uh-uh. so, uh uh so there is a uh, so they so formula 1 nascar all these sort of a lot of these racing or uh leagues that can't actually do races are doing e-races and and having some players right. that want to uh participate in these e-races. And NASCAR's doing it and um this one uh NASCAR um this one young racer, he uh he was like, "Hey, you know, he was on his microphone, "Hey, can you guys hear me? Uh can you am I coming through? Uh uh nigger, nigger." That's And and his uh his uh his friends were like, "Hey, uh, your microphone's on, buddy. We hear you. <laughs> oh, not only no. that, though. Oh no! Not only that. So uh, not he a got word to
0: use on your mic, check people. He oh, got,
1: God. <laughs> he got uh, suspended. I think he might have actually gotten kicked out at this point. When I first heard about it, he, Ooh, like, but I think he might have fully good. gone. But he got into uh, NASCAR. He's. I, I think mm-hmm. he's half Japanese. He got okay. into NASCAR on this uh, like diversity outreach thing that they do. So a few that's years ago, like they, they try like they tried okay. to get in more women and, and you know uh, you know Minorities non-white people essentially. And yeah. Essentially, uh-huh. he came in right. through that program, and now oh he's god. getting kicked out for saying the N word. That's kind of ironic. Uh, <laughs> oh
0: god, that's so ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. So uh, that is such a yeah. oh god, that's that's such the terrible complete opposite oh, of uh,
1: of our topic. That's
0: right. Uh, but
1: yeah. What, just, what, th-
0: th- what, else, what else do you have to share about Formula One and polyglots?
1: Oh, another thing I noticed is mm-hmm. much like in, so- in football slash soccer, mm-hmm. the bosses still seem to be, uh, some of them at least, seem to be very... Pr- yes. No, 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 uh-huh. no, 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 no. The opposite. Uh, oh, good, good. Polyglotty. Yeah, <laughs> and it's interesting hearing because like um, like uh, the 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 head boss or whatever they call it of mm-hmm. uh, Mercedes Toto Wolff he's German, mm-hmm. but um, I've heard him speak French. I've heard him speak Italian. He speaks like um, that doesn't he, surprise me. Uh, obviously, he speaks English perfectly. Right. Um. I um. And, and he also the weird thing about Formula One, which I never really mm-hmm. understood, is this the same in soccer? Um, he, like, he, like, Formula One bosses can also, mm-hmm. like, manage racers.
0: So, Toto Wolff... I don't think that's a. I don't think Toto that's a. Toto Wolf thing is the boss world. for Mercedes, mm. okay. which is,
1: uh, you know, they have to, every, every team has two cars. So, he okay. is the boss for Hamilton and Bottas, and he, like, runs that team. But he also is a manager for Esteban Ocon, who is now on Renault, I believe. Okay. So it's like, how is he managing – and he manages someone else too. Oh, he manages right. George Russell, who's on Williams, of interest. which is a right. different team. Yeah. Where it's like, how huh. is he managing people on two different teams? Yeah, I don't know of All, that in what, other
0: sports, but that's cool. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it seems like it, – it's an interesting dynamic too because it's also right. like – in Formula One at least, there's like a clear sort of like a hierarchy between like the top tier teams and the lower tier right. teams. So like I, I, you like I wonder if you like you'd never see like I'm guessing maybe you'd never see the guy that's the boss of Mercedes, right. which is a top-tier team, managing like a Ferrari racer. Right. That Pro- might seem like a weird not. conflict that's of true. interest. That's true.
0: All right, Jared, I got two more things I want to talk about Please. for our polyglot athletes segment. Chad, and then listen, we'll move by
1: on. the way, i admit, uh-huh. I meant I've been meaning to say this to you. You're the only one in a rush here. I'm in no rush. I feel like you That's always... That's true. I feel like you feel like this need that we got to hit this one hour mark or something. Well, well, Jared, I'm not in a huge rush, but I do
0: have an English lesson tonight. Forget those kids. So, I, so, almost, and, <laughs> I almost <laughs> swore like a Formula One racer. There we go. Anyways, so I got two more things I want to talk about, though, Jared. I want to talk about tennis because... Okay. There are tons of tennis players who are at least bilingual, if not polyglots. Then I want to end our segment with some American athletes who are at least bilingual, maybe even try, or are mm. polyglots. Tennis so, is interesting. Tennis is an interesting one because there are two guys that come to my mind. I'm sure there are many, many more, but two guys that come to my mind when it comes to being a, a proficient speaker in many different languages. And those two athletes are also two of the top tennis guys in the world, which are Roger Federer. And Novak Djokovic. Now Roger way, Federer. It, uh-huh. also, uh huh. Also,
1: speaking of top tier tennis players, Serena Williams does speak French. I'm. I, ooh, I'm sorry. Steal my I'm thunder. Steal my I'm thunder, sorry, Watch sorry, out. I'm sorry. We're getting there. I got. We're I got a, a little offended. I was like, "Well, you missed one top tier tennis player." No, she. But anyway,
0: I was going to get there. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> with with Federer and Djokovic, I know Federer at least he was born in Switzerland in Basel, uh, which is the German speaking part in Switzerland. And for those of you who aren't super familiar with Switzerland. I believe They have four or five national languages uh, German, French. Uh, I believe it, oh, it's Romanish and German. I'm not sure what it is in English. Um, like, Ro- yeah, like Romanche, maybe that's what I that's what I how
1: I've, i I was Rom- that's what I wanted to say because that's how I've
0: seen it written right. is Romanche, Ro-
1: right? But I've never actually really heard it said, right? So but, I, I anyways,
0: and then also Italian, uh, and many mm-hmm. Swiss also speak English, so four or five. Um, and Roger Federer speaks German, French, Swiss German. Uh, is Romance, is, what's Romance, like French-German? Uh, no, I think it's more, I think it's like a weird mix between Italian and something else, but I could be wrong. Okay, I can um, look it up. I, I, but, but the reason why Roger Federer comes to mind is he speaks flawless English, uh, and what's interesting, too, about Roger Federer is in an interview, I saw uh, the interviewer ask him, Roger, what language do you think in when you play tennis? And he said, usually either Swiss, German, or English. Um, Mm. and there's there's a lot of cool videos on youtube floating around of roger federer uh, speaking swiss german german english french um there's even a really cool video of him speaking uh english english french and swiss german all in one video with one interviewer Uh, it's really interesting to watch him do that you know what just dawned on me what uh i figured out I figured it out. I figured out why
1: Formula One drivers in general speak way better English uh-huh. than maybe a, a, your average football player. Mm-hmm. I just figu- And I figured out why probably Roger Federer is the same way. They all what grew up rich. They're all rich pe- people. They all. In for- mm, t- that's true. To be successful in Formula One, you almost have to be rich. Not right. in tennis, but he grew up rich. Uh, Roger Federer grew up rich, didn't he? he?
0: I mean, he grew up wealthy. I don't yeah, know if he so grew up I, rich. Yeah, so I think that's but, probably, uh, right. yeah, I mean, rich, wealthy, wealthy. Other- the other but reason though, they all too, grew up with money is probably right, a big factor in right. this. Which is why you probably don't see
1: it as often in soccer because a lot of them as it's not as often that they're coming from wealth.
0: Right. But I think with soccer, yeah, I think you're right. I think you see kind of two different types of ways people become polyglots or second language learners. Either through education because their parents are wealthy and they can afford it, or mm-hmm. through moving because Ex- the
1: yeah. exposure. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exposure. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, that is interesting. But yeah, so Feder uh, speaks uh, and. His mom is actually South African, Jared. I wasn't aware of that until oh, I, I did some research for the episode. Yeah. Um, so that's also why he speaks such you, good English. You sent me that video of
1: him speaking the... Swiss German, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this could, this could be any foreign language. <laughs> I barely... Right. I, right. I got like two words out of that. Exactly. 14-minute
0: thing you sent me. <laughs> right. And now with Novak Djokovic, he speaks um, Serbian. I think a lot of the languages in that area... Uh, are very similar. Serbian, Macedonian, uh, Bosnian, uh, Croatian. I think they all have Slavic roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he also, Djokovic also speaks Russian, English very, very well, Spanish, uh, French, German. I've watched him speak German, and his German's pretty good. It's not too bad. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's nowhere near Roger Federer's because he grew up speaking Swiss German. Um, and that's the funny thing about Swiss German, is when you grow up speaking, uh, you know, kind of like a a variant of another language, you can kind of code switch back and forth. So you can go from Swiss German to to standard German and back and forth, whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, if you learn German in school, you're not going to be able to speak Swiss German. Like how Jared mentioned, when we watched the video, yeah, we can't really... I I get maybe one third of what he's saying. I have to listen incredibly uh, focused and close. Yeah, I get like a word here, but I don't get enough to put any context to it. Right. Right. And that makes it tricky. Um, but yeah, but I think with tennis players, uh, a lot of it has to do with it's just a very international kind of a sport where you are going to these tournaments all over the world. You mm-hmm. play kind of it once you're at a top tier, you kind of play against the same people all the time. Yeah, uh, you might exa- you yeah. might you same might have a different one, coach. Yeah. You might have a different coach, you know. Maybe you start off with an Australian coach, and then you get a German coach, and then a French coach, and who knows what. Um, so that's and another thing reason. is I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like for the coach to be, su-
1: it's more useful for the coach to be successful and be able to adapt their language to be able to be able to be well, sure have their language fit whatever is most comfortable for their client or whatever.
0: Right, but. Um, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Right. Nonetheless. But if they don't share the same native language, they have to find a common one. And that's not... A lot of times it's English, but not always. Um, so that's, that's kind of interesting. That's another thing, is that mm-hmm. these people... A lot of these, these top-tier
1: people... Because now I'm thinking more and more about Formula One. A lot of these top-tier people... Had, mm-hmm. you're, did grow up together and it's like they've been top, right. they're around the same age. They've right. been top tier their whole life, obviously. Yep. That's why they're yep. where they're at now. So mm-hmm. the top tier always plays against top tier, and so these people have been playing against each other since they were children. Right. Um. And uh. So some of these people are friends. It's and so right. uh. Like you and also part of the being rich thing is a lot of the especially in the Formula One and tennis too. I would imagine a lot of these people come from like have their parents were probably top tier athletes too, so they probably in grew some up, cases. It's definitely in Formula One. There's a lot of right. that. I, I don't right. know about tennis. I just threw that out there. I don't think as much but, in um, tennis, but yeah. I, and I know there's a lot of that in Formula One. So like these people were like like as like grew up around like sort of just around that environment right. of uh, right of it.
0: So I it's starting yeah. to come together right. to me more now. now how now,
1: this would happen. Now
0: it is also cool though, to, and worth mentioning that a lot. I think a lot of these athletes also do understand the value of learning a foreign language. They understand that. I think that's a motivator for a lot of players to be able to give interviews in the country with our translator. And that leads us to the American American... Uh, the American athletes who are able to speak a foreign language. And we'll start off with Serena Williams. Yeah, uh, we're talking about tennis. uh, Since we were talking about tennis. Uh, And so, yeah, Serena can speak, obviously, English fluently, French fluently, and I believe also reporters at least say Spanish as well. Do you know why the French is? Yeah, of course. The French Open. She wanted to be able to address the fans in French after winning uh, Roland Garros in Paris. I think that's a baller move, and she did that it. That is, there's, and people still videos hate on online. Her too. <laughs> Oh, of course they do. Uh, of course they do. I mean, Federer does that, too, though. He speaks to the, the crowd in French. So does Djokovic, as well. Um, so yeah, but they don't hate
1: on him as much.
0: No, wonder, well, no, wonder, they why. don't get nearly as much hate I as wonder Serena why. gets. But when you're at the top like that, I don't know. Anyways, uh, but yeah, so I think that's awesome. Another very famous... Well, if you follow soccer, another very famous American who speaks a couple different languages is Landon Donovan. Uh, Apparently, Mm. he also speaks Spanish. Uh, he's but he, he he played abroad for a while, didn't In Mexico. He? he played actually in Germany for a little bit on loan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Polisic, who is a very young soccer player, his German's actually really, really good. I've watched some interviews, and I was surprised.
1: Is that just... is Now, I wonder... I don't know if you know the answer to this or not, mm-hmm. but is this just since he's been playing in, in Germany, or I, did he actually... I, I think don't think he had like... lessons
0: beforehand. I okay, think it was interesting. there. Interesting. And that's kind of the last maybe, thing.
1: Uh-huh. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that is part of like you know. Obviously, to to be ready to be a professional athlete, there's all the physical training. Right. They do give you. Um, you know training on how to handle press yep. in the u.s they give you training on how to handle press they, but right. i'm sure they don't really hand talk much about having to speak a foreign language but i wonder if part of that it was like listen you're going to be playing in germany or you're right. going to be playing in spain it might be useful if you can at least string together a few sentences well, when think, someone ha- puts a microphone in right. your face i think so a we're going to give you a,
0: t- a tutor for a couple of weeks right. or whatever well i think a lot of clubs do that i know at least i do know jared that the youth academies do offer those types of things. So English lessons, Spanish lessons, um, which makes sense. Uh, I know at least there are some young players at Bayern who are learning German right now. Uh, And there are a few players who've been at Bayern for a couple seasons who started learning German when they got to the club and speak fairly decent German. Um, Mm -hmm. That would be a super cool job. Uh, Any football clubs out there, if you're looking for an English teacher, German teacher, hit us up on translatable podcast at gmail.com. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so uh, I think that's that's good for today about polyglot uh, athletes. Um, you betcha. There are plenty more we could have discussed. But I think to recap today... Uh, oh, Kobe. We wanted to talk about oh, Kobe. Oh, we did. Yeah, I guess the last thing uh, before we forget, how do we forget the legend? Uh, the, the Mamba. <laughs> I know. Um, and he, he, he was born in Germany, wasn't he? I'm not sure, but I know or he Or Italy. No, in Italy. he was born in yeah. Italy. And he actually was a huge fan of soccer. Uh, spoke fluent yeah. Italian, spoke fluent Spanish. I've seen interviews of him in Italian and dude, he just, his kind of, the way he speaks in Italian, dude, it's, it's, it's awesome. Like, it's so cool to listen to him speak Italian. Um, yeah, yeah, I it, could imagine it, that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. And I think a lot of it, like we've talked about, is exposure. You think it's good? Like you,
1: you you approve his accent? I know it's a weird, putting in a weird place.
0: No, it's it sounds awesome. (laughs) Uh, I really liked watching
1: him. Bad time uh, to shit on him.
0: (laughs) uh, No, no, no. I've I've always been a a big fan of Kobe in general, but it's cool to see, you know. And I think the other nice thing too, Jared. I guess this is the last thing I'll mention about this. The thing I like about. these athletes being polyglots or bilingual or trilingual or whatever, is I think this does kind of go against the kind mm-hmm. of dumb athlete narrative, which I think a lot yeah. of people just assume, oh, you're just a, a stupid soccer player or stupid Formula One driver or whatever. I think mm. a lot of these people are highly intelligent individuals. I mean, the decisions they make on a daily basis on the soccer pitch or on the racetrack or basketball court, uh, it, it takes a lot of intelligence. And I think a lot it, of people are unaware of that.
1: And the ability to um, adapt to—I'd say, especially in like like sports, like team sports, mm-hmm. the ability to adapt to different cultures. It's like right. you're going to you're going to uh, you know from one giant soccer team to another mm-hmm. soccer team, and yeah, they have a different team culture. But it's like you—you you could just have a, culture, language. Yeah, yeah, those people will be from like completely different places from right. where you're. Uh, right. from where your other teammates were from. And you're just like, all right, not like, yeah, the language thing is something that we'll get through. Maybe right. I can even still speak some of the languages. but am just like, I just have to be able to, now we have to get along to uh, to right. some extent. Right. Yeah, it, well, I, I know too there are, clubs that there
0: are clubs that offer, and, and I think they encourage their uh, trainers to take German lessons. I remember when Carl Ancelotti was at Bayern, Um, they wanted him to give press conferences in German and Mm -hmm. learn German and all that stuff. And I think it's important. I think it's worth it. Sure. Uh, Speaking of German, though, Jared, we have a good German (laughs) tune for our Song of the Pod today. It was called Meine Kneipe. And can you tell the listeners out there, Jared, what Meine Kneipe means? Uh, My Bar. By a group called Von Wegen Lisbeth. Uh, mm-hmm. Lisbeth and uh, it's I like it. What drew me to the song right off the bat, Jared, I'll tell you, is obviously the guitar. I think mm-hmm. the guitar tone, the little riff in the beginning of the song sounds great. Um, and I came across these guys, Jared, as a, like a, a recommendation from the group Milky Chance, which I'm pretty sure we had a song yeah. with Milky Chance featuring Tosh Sultana. So also check that out on our YouTube Song of the Pod playlist. But what what are your thoughts and impressions about it, Jared? Well, I'm
1: with you. Uh, it's definitely the the melody that that are like the the guitar and the melody that caught me initially. And I listened mm-hmm. to it uh, and I picked up some words here and there. Like mach 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 mach. Yeah, I I heard mm-hmm. all that and I was like, I get what he's what he's like. I I hear it, I hear it. Right. But then I um, listened to it a second time Good. and it really click. It clicked what he was saying. <laughs> so what was he saying
0: to you, Jared? What was he saying? He was
1: well. Uh, this guy uh, is talking about his bar and he's essentially mm. saying. Um. Listen, you can um, hook up with whoever you want. I assume yep. he's talking to his girlfriend? Hey, okay. <laughs> it's up, up to interpretation.
0: That's a beauty but he's like music can, analysis, Jared. You can hook
1: up with whoever you want. You can go mm-hmm. wherever you want. Do whatever you want with anyone. Yep. I don't yep. care. Yep. But when you're done, bring them back to my bar. <laughs> the opposite. Is that what he said? The opposite. Oh, don't bring don't them to my bring bar. bring them into my oh. bar. The opposite. I totally missed that. <laughs> yeah.
0: The opposite.
1: Yeah. Don't bring them to or at my least bar. I'm see, pretty, that's a big difference. Or at
0: least I'm pretty sure. Can you can you play it for us, Jared? I mean, it's not it's not like we're making you know billions of dollars off this yeah, on YouTube listen, anyway. You guys, so we'll give
1: you our YouTube revenue. It's a it's a big hit for this week. That's right.
0: I don't know if I'm going to be eat it's groceries. Rough. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely not going to have <laughs> lights on for the next episode. Um. Uh. Let alone uh, this beautiful uh, background, Jared. Uh, that's for oh, sure. All right. Hold on. Let's see. Now I got to. Um. Hold on. Okay. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he says, it. like, don't bring them in or don't let them into my bar or something like that. Um, but yeah, the, see, the reason why I like the song, though, Jared, is although it has a very kind of upbeat, poppy feel to it, um, mm-hmm. I think the funny thing about the song is it's saying one thing, but then saying the exact opposite as well. You know, do what you want. Yeah. You know, sleep with whoever you want in the bathroom. The I don't contradiction. care. But don't bring them into my bar.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to hear it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like the horns in there too. Catch a little melody. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of move it forwards near the the chorus? Yeah, Yep, yeah. yeah. okay, keep it, yep. Yeah. Do your thing. With heart and blood. We say heart and soul. Do this. Do what you want. Yep, right there. Yeah. In my Kneipe. you say yeah. me? Uh-huh. You never bring oh, your your friends again to my bar. Yeah. Okay. okay. Bring me wieder deine Freunde. Yeah. In meine Kneipe. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. great. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a funny... It's kind of a goofy, like... I just... Yeah, I kind of picture... I think it's interesting you said, is it the guy talking to his girlfriend? I kind of pictured a guy like talking to like a group of people in front of a bar, being like, hey, I'm not trying to be (laughs) judgmental here. Do what you want, but don't bring your new friends in my bar. Maybe because he doesn't know them. Maybe because he knows they're doing some weird stuff that he doesn't usually care about. So you think he's talking to
1: his customers?
0: i think so maybe well you know what well i, I think i was thrown off because
1: i thought he was saying but bring them to bring I, them I initially in, uh-huh. was hearing but bring them right. to my bar that so maybe is i is thought important. where it's like where he's like listen i need business here mm. so like yeah i know you're you don't have Do any respect for me i need your business but could you yeah. at least have the least amount of respect for me and bring them to my bar that's generally how i saw right. this <laughs> right in my head. which makes which, which makes like,
0: sense that makes probably but more i, I miss that mind, knee but, he said knee yep, and i miss that it's crucial. Yeah. Yep. The devil's <laughs> that in the is details. Very crucial. That's, That's true. never. That uh, is true. But yeah, it's a cool song. Check it out on our <laughs> yeah, song I of the like Pod it. playlist on Translatable Podcasts on YouTube. <laughs> Meine Kneipe von Wegen mm-hmm. Lisbeth. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, all right, Jared, it has come to the foreign word of the pod today. You betcha. And I am slowly but surely learning Russian. Fun fact, Jared, I got a little test the other day when I was FaceTiming my, well, not FaceTiming, we use WhatsApp, WhatsApping. Uh, my uh, lady friend and uh, she gave me a test on, she she, I guess made me put my money where my mouth was and said, oh yeah, mm. you say you can read some Russian. Here's some, I, I here's respect some stuff that, for you.
1: Yeah, I, I um I hear you say that every now and
0: again, mm-hmm. but I just have to I just have to take your word for it. I'm like, right, okay. <laughs> right. I don't know. So yeah, I got my essential <laughs> Russian book back there I that I've been reading it. for at least ten, fifteen minutes every day. Uh, Russian grammar
1: is difficult. Is it boring?
0: Is it boring, not, is it boring learning a language like that? It's um, not ideal. It's it's not ideal, but I, I like it because right now I'm trying to learn the alphabet better. So that's why mm. I'm doing
1: a lot of book stuff. If yeah, I was so trying to speak, it would be have different. To, yeah. There's no other way to really do it.
0: Anyways, uh, before our listeners fall off of their chair due to suspense, Jared, fall <laughs> out of their chair, uh, our Russian word of the pod today is um, Yezik. And Yezik, Jared, means language, which is interesting because in Czech, it's Yazik. So it's very close. Oh. Obviously, Russian is spelled with the Cyrillic alphabet. Um, oh, yes. I should have made Jared try to say this before I said it. Oh um, yeah, I have it on the Trello because yeah. the the "ya" yeah, in Russian is a backwards "r" for our English learners out there. I haven't. I don't know. The trello. "z" sound is like a uh, um, like a backwards "epsilon," uh, which is like an "e." Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I, I'm
1: gonna pull. Uh, I want to pull it up though because are yeah. you? Are, yeah, pull it, up. You have to go at like uh, by seven. You you're good. Keep going. Okay. You're good. You're good. I, I wanted to see okay, because oh, okay. I want to see how I would do
0: this. Uh-huh. Oh,
1: no. What
0: did you say it is again? What what does it look like to you, Jared? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um I'd probably say like uh, like a replic. Okay. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and that's because there's a backwards r which most Americans would would think of r but it's a ya yeah. The next right. letter is a z. And this z- and that's because it's a three, uh-huh. which kind
1: of looks like a backwards e essentially. Right. So. <laughs> yep. My so mind y- is very uh-huh. simple, is what everyone is learning right
0: now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I-, I will help you though, Jared. The K at the end does make a K sound. So at least okay, that one's similar. Ooh. So yes. There Ta-ra, you go. No. There you go. Great. What's um, the B L? What is that? The, it's a I guess a B-I. Um, B-I. Um B y- I. And I Yazik. Yazik Uh, and I think it uh, the the B uh, has to do with length so the I is the I is legit too right Uh, okay it is it is under that context though with the with the the little B I usually is a backwards N in Russian so is the B like an accent mark or something no I think it's to mark length I'm pretty sure I could be wrong about that I'm learning Russian by myself, so people, if you know, let me know. I don't (laughs) want to be telling you guys the wrong stuff. (laughs) Because I'm going to keep asking him these questions, and and he's just going to keep answering me wrong, and we're just going to keep going on. That's true. (laughs) But yeah. So anyways, that's the foreign word of the pod for today. Uh, Yezik is Russian for language. I thought language was fitting, since we were talking about Uh, athletes who are polyglots polyglot Mm -hmm. athletes so to recap our episode today uh, yeah, we definitely discussed uh, footballers or soccer players Uh, plenty of them speak multiple different languages due to traveling in different countries uh, to play in different leagues Uh, also interacting with teammates who speak various different languages or coaches or trainers um, mm-hmm. So lots of exposure interviews. there. Uh, interviews as well. We talked about some Formula One uh, mm-hmm. that English tends to be used uh, between, like, it seems like the drivers It's in the almost cockpit. required, it feels like. Yep, yep. Uh, also tennis players, Roger Federer, Serena Williams, and uh, Novak Djokovic are some uh, definitely important uh, multilingual speakers Kobe out Bryant. there. Kobe Bryant, once uh, again. Kobe Bryant as well, the GOAT, or one mm-hmm. of the many GOATs of the NBA. Um, There are quite a few different NBA players as well uh, that we didn't mention that have uh, African roots that can speak uh, numerous languages. So uh, I think they're at least worth an honorable mention. Um, Dirk Nowitzki, he's German. I mean, he's retired now. Yep. There you go. So, yeah. So there's lots of athletes who are polyglots. uh, Yeah. I think there's a lot of reasons why. Um, But sports are definitely a great way to learn languages as well. So if you are hoping to learn another language – Uh, Get a teammate in the future when we can play sports together again uh, and help help you out learn that language. So we hope this episode has been fun for you, uh, learning about some athletes who are polyglots. It was definitely a good time to kind of learn more about these athletes, kind of hear their stories and how they became polyglots, which is super cool. Um, So let us know what you thought of today's episode at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs on Twitter at untranslatable1, the number one. Uh, or you can check out our photos on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Maybe I don't know if we have any pictures of Jared and I playing soccer together, but I'm sure Jared has a couple gems of him playing football from back oh, in the day. I'm, I'm sure might, he does. I might might be a struggle
1: to find because I did have, but I don't have Facebook. Oh, you might have to reactivate because I had to one on Facebook and then delete but I don't
0: it, or else it might be. Um, I'll, I'll look around. But yeah. So, so, anyways. Let us know. Uh, and lastly, please don't forget five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Pleasure, and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, which is gracias shisha, and Dos svidania.